From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. After three years, Stranger Things is finally back, or at least season four, part one, because then season four, part two will be five weeks from now, at least from the airing of this episode. So I am... Super excited to talk about the series. I have loved this series ever since it came out in 2016. I thought it was maybe I, I, I've heard people say it's not original, which, you know, I'm sort of like, I don't give a crap. You know, I don't care. This show is fresh, exciting. It's thoughtfully written. It, it was just a phenomenon when it first premiered and deservedly so. Then the second season came and, you know, it had that one week episode and then season three. You know, I think season three's issue for a lot of people and it's sort of an issue for me, but at first I didn't really, I kind of got caught up into the summer of Stranger Things vibe that the series had come out with. You know, the series at the time had a summer release, right, in season three. They tend to have releases around the seasons that the show actually takes place in. So if a show, if the show takes place in winter, take it premieres in December, and then the show premieres in different uh seasons of course but i would say in the summer of 2019 before the pandemic before a lot of things i remember that the series had gotten a big boost in publicity it had not only um the series being popular again but it also had like it had retro it had done this really cool thing where a lot of companies were doing retro versions of their brands like for example with coca-cola they released new coke again but very limited quantities you actually had to purchase it for from the website you have to purchase it for stranger things i did that uh new coke didn't taste that bad like people kept saying it was like really off-putting but it actually tasted pretty similar i think it's i think honestly it was just a marketing thing i don't think it tasted that dissimilar but i will say stranger things uh, season four does not get caught up too much into let's say the pop culture retro sort of like summer of stranger things vibe that season three had because season three had this in it tendency to try to do let's say cultural landmarks more so than it tried to do an actual storyline i think it had the funnest storyline to watch so maybe season four might seem a little less fun because it's trying to get darker a little bit more serious it's not trying to have as many comedic moments as in season three i will say that i really enjoyed season four more so than season three and i would say that parts of it so far are better than season two i still maintain that season one is the best season the series has ever had but i do think that this is going to be another case of the show being nominated for best um, drama at the emmys which i'm really excited about i will say that season season four of stranger things is a very plot driven character driven season like the from the moment this season premiered we're gonna go ahead and get started on the story it is a very unique story in the series i know that the series itself has been not critiqued but i don't know criticized or critiqued but people have sort of said that the series itself has a lot of like repetition in the sense that like you have certain dynamics that get repeated but in this case like i've noticed that with season three and this they really do a good job of like bringing in characters together that don't normally hang out and i love seeing 
these different types of like people interacting and i love the new characters they brought in like eddie and argyle which are just fun new characters and new additions this series has a huge cast like believe it or not the one hour and a half runtime for most of these episodes is justified you actually need that much time per episode to get to know these characters and i think that that's actually a really important quality about the season is that it actually takes its time to let you get to know these people especially the new characters like argyle and eddie who you know you don't have four years of established lore for that with them so you have to kind of root for them especially eddie since he's framed for murder now this is a season that deals with uh, child murder and teenagers getting murdered so i do want to say that it is kind of an interesting context and you'll see a warning before the season premieres um about it has an interesting context considering that that recent events had happened in texas involving you know i'm not going to get too much into it but you know you know what happened so it's one of those things where it's an interesting context and it does leave an impact and i appreciate that netflix put the disclaimer before it but it's also a season where it takes child death very seriously that it has a very like serious tone about it because i know the series itself could definitely get into the temptation of addressing these concepts from the 80s as the 80s actually did which is like oh a child went missing oh that's crazy you know but maybe they'll come back because in the 80s like children going missing was sort of like you know that was a big problem and a big wave that eventually hit the 80s but for a while you know if your kid went missing for like a day or two people would sort of assume that hey you know like where did my kids go oh they probably went to a friend's house because i was watching stand by me recently and i kind of asked myself would these kids be allowed to sleep in the woods like this in the like in real life i know in the movie they give up an excuse and say oh we're gonna go to this person's house but it is a very interesting situation where like stand by me you know is a relic of a time where kids could do that sort of stuff without somebody questioning what's going on or like nobody nowadays would let their kids like stay the night somewhere without asking a couple of questions because there has been a lot of conversations and fear about who's going to try to hurt your children and what's going to happen even when you take your children to school something might happen so it is an interesting context to see how this season did not get informed by the events but they sort of fit really well with the events of today so it makes it relevant in a very frightening and very sad way a series about the 80s still having to say something about today even when it didn't have let's say the foresight of knowing that it would premiere the same week as certain events happening so that first scene i do want to warn is a little distressing if you don't want to see it if you're really affected by what happened in texas i wouldn't recommend seeing that first scene give yourself a week you know but i will say that season four has a lot of stuff that can be spoiled and i don't want to get into it too much but i must say that season four part one is a great part one to this season it you get i just appreciate the fact that this story is taking its time but it's also like not wasting my time you know every scene matters as to what's going to happen next there's certain goals that need to be met, like you know the winona Ryder character and uh, joyce her storyline having to go get hopper that is an important storyline i'm glad that that storyline was as fast but also as slow as it it was i appreciated that they weren't like game of thrones season eight trying to get through things really quickly it takes seven episodes for something to happen you know i appreciate the fact that it takes these seven episodes to eventually build up to essentially the finale which is season uh, episode eight and episode nine which will conclude the season 
I think that it is an actual, it, it does a great job of like just building mystery as to who these characters are or who the monster is. Like the monster himself this time around is much more engaging than the monster in the last season. Because I think that because they finally gave him a reason to think and they finally sort of have him speak for himself. You do get to know the monster this time, and I think that visually speaking, he is an engaging monster. The special effects in the series were super expensive, and they were worth the money. They really are. And I must say that I really think that what sells it to is the kids acting. The fact that these kids interact in these like underground worlds, the upside down, the way they interact with it is so like convincing that you almost feel like that's an actual set instead of a green screen. Now, I must say that in terms of like storylines, maybe Elle's storyline kind of gets a little slow because I do want because <laughs> I know that the storyline in the beginning is that she gets bullied by these kids. I was like, come on, just do something to these kids. I don't know. I don't know. Most people that like I wanted Elle to get better. I wanted her to actually be uh, a superhero again, quote unquote. So I'm, I'm patient. I'm very patient with that storyline. I'm just. You know, I just don't want my 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 Stranger Things kids to get mistreated. They're sort of like I'm sort of like Papa Bear, and these all these kids are like getting hurt and mistreated. I'm like, do not hurt these kids. Do not. You know, I'm very protective of these kids. But I gotta say that I do like a lot of the personal touches. Like I do like the the fact that a lot of these storylines, you know, reflect real insecurities that kids have. Like I've heard some people critique the series as going to do teen drama. Well, what did you expect the show was gonna be? They're gonna be fighting monsters with no character development. That's what makes the show stand out. The fact that it actually has character development and I actually care about these kids, as opposed to like a bunch of other crappy TV shows and movies from the 80s where they had kids fighting monsters with no character development. Like the original Firestarter like I remember that book being really great but then the movie was not exceptional and even the new Firestarter the really new one which had an opportunity to actually fix the problems that sucked ass I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave it at that that really sucked and so Stranger Things season four because you have so much build-up and character development that you even that the kids themselves are actually beyond the archetypes that they would fit they're not just nerds they're actually teenagers with insecurities and feelings and they actually have have like real conversations that teenagers would have like I know this one scene where um, I know that Elle is having a problem with Mike because she lied to him and I like the fact that they didn't stretch that out I appreciated that they didn't stretch out things like I know throughout the series there's this friends don't lie theme I appreciate the fact that yes they do have them still be friends even though they do lie to each other every once in a while or they don't communicate well with each other all the time i appreciate that level of realism but i also like the fact that no like th these kids are dealing with these conversations the way that kids would instead and also the fact that they the storyline doesn't stretch it out like eventually they have to move on like l getting bullied by the girl angela that gets a good solid conclusion right then and there i appreciate that <laughs> I, there some people said like you know maybe l should have done something worse which i'm like you know what maybe but the fact is that this series does not uh, in my opinion stretch things out it moves on a very brisk pace but it also lets things marinate when it has to i don't know how to put it but like you know, the Russian storyline, it goes by really quickly every scene, but we do stick around and actually get to see these scenes. The, the scenes themselves take up as much time as they need, even if the development's a little slow. The development might be fast in some storylines, but the scenes are slow, or the scenes are fast, but the development is really slow. It's kind of, it's kind of a difficult way of, like, 
I don't know. Stranger Things is sort of like something you have to see to believe, you know, like just see it. You'll know what I mean when I say that the series is fast enough to not like bore you. And it's also slow enough to not let you think that they're not taking their time to tell the story, especially considering that the series has really been re- engaging. And I think from the day, the first day it premiered, the show has always been surprising and has always tried to take risks with what it can show on television. So I appreciate that. Now, am I excited for the next couple episodes? Of course I am. I really do want to see how the season ends. So we'll be covering that. We'll be covering that. But I do want to say season four, part one, has really engaging character development and the characters are in much more darker places now. And I and I must say that these are definitely like likable actors and I hope that they have a really strong career after the show is over. I know that some of these actors like Millie Bobby Brown are definitely starting to be in movies, but these kids are the selling point of the series and I appreciate seeing their storylines and also just the fact that like I love the how it's well balanced. We have three separate storylines in this TV show and they do not feel like all jammed together. They actually fit really well. I'll leave it at that. Again, I don't want to spoil it, so go watch Stranger Things uh, Season 4 Part 1. It's currently on Netflix. It's great television. And you know what? This is better than Season 3 and on the same level as Season 2, but we'll see if it's better than Season 1.